seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You're listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. This is Cap Chat. Tyler. There we go. We're ready. It was playing a different Cap Chat was playing. I was like, what is happening here? It's confusing the the people. We're in some sort of paradox. Uh, yeah, we're like we're play, we're we're playing last week's Tyler uh, the Tyler show. Last week's Cap Chat going on here and We're interviewing I, we're interviewing ourselves from the past. Yeah, I did. I was like, is he repeating himself from last week? <laughs> I'm much prettier now. <laughs> man, what's up, man? How are how's your week? Do you wear green on St. Patrick's Day? Oh, of course. How how do you how do you not wear green on St. Patrick's Day? I had a recruit on campus and our colors are not green. So what do I do? What do I do? Dude, I, I want to. Yeah, I, then I failed. I failed the holiday. I failed it. Absolutely did. Absolutely, you completely failed me. No, no one's. I think you look worse without wearing green. I think someone goes, "Who's the Scrooge <laughs> not wearing green?" Like I don't know. If I, I bet you don't get this recruit. I bet there's a recruit going home saying, "Coach Thomason is a screw." I bet we don't even get off for Christmas uh, at this. this <laughs> The the okay, if it makes you feel any better, the I'm pretty sure the player was wearing all black. So maybe we're a perfect fit. Maybe all black. Yeah, yeah, hmm. all black. No green maybe. unless I unless I unless I missed a splash. What's that religion that doesn't celebrate any any holidays? Uh, uh, is that Jehovah Witness? Maybe. It's a good I question. Know. I don't know. I, I don't. You, know. Okay. So um, there's a lot of people that don't celebrate any holidays. Yeah, it's just you know, I maybe I'm against. I'm not against it. I just I wanted to wear my school colors. It's a it's a coach's conundrum, and I'm glad that you told me that I was a Scrooge and I blew it. (laughs) (laughs) You blew it. (laughs) Well, I think that, and see, I have a rush. I I have a rush green shirt. Yeah, yeah, from from California Rush. So. so I, I had a green rush shirt, but I think even now I was outside the night at, at rush practice, but I had a green, different green hoodie that wasn't rush. And I wore that because it's, it's St. Patrick's Day. Huh. Well, there you go. Yeah. Good for you. I, I'll maybe I should, you're saying I should buy a green Culver Stockton shirt just for in case I ever have a recruit on St. Patty's Day again. Well, you can, I mean, you can reuse it unless you get super fat. You can, you can reuse it year after year. <laughs> okay, <thanks. laughs> Oh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's good. I uh, I don't know if you saw my post. I, I put up uh, Harrison got a small soccer goal, and I put up a soccer net, uh, mm-hmm. in, in like a like a two foot by two foot net, mm-hmm. and I forgot how bad it sucks to put soccer nets up. <laughs> yeah, you know, because they make they make a lot of them so handy now. That's pretty pretty easy. So if you have to go back to like putting together an old school, yeah, net. It it I I assume I would struggle, but I'm not handy, so I don't claim to be. One that would be able to figure anything out that's mechanical. Who puts your nets up at, like in in the spring or like when you guys come back from? Who puts those nets up for you? Oh, well, I I do have to do that. Yeah, I do have to do that. Not the game ones, but um, we have like grass practice fields with a lot of goals, and yeah, we gotta we gotta go string those. And you know, I'm I'm at the, like the local farm and home supply place, like picking up zip ties and everything like that, and just trying to make it work. You know, it's it's awful. Like it just, it's, it's, just, it's tedious. It's, it's tedious. Yeah. Yeah. 
And then, yeah, I remember, you know, because I was never smart enough. You think after ten years, I'd be smart enough to bring a ladder, but I was too late. You know, it's like the the I'm only gonna make one trip with the groceries. So I now I'm like, hey, come over here. I'm gonna stand on your shoulders, or I'm gonna use this gator, and hopefully the gator doesn't slip. And and it was it, it's nothing about it was was safe. One three, your one trip with the groceries guy, huh? Oh, that's good. That's good. I, I support your one trip with the with the groceries guy. You're you're a one trip person. Uh no, I I think I I used to be, but now I'm like it's gonna take me like three trips. What who are we kidding? What am I doing? <laughs> I probably need I'm the not exercise. Gonna be, I'm not gonna be able to pick up these Saint milk Patrick's jugs. Day, <laughs> my St. Patty's Day Culver Stockton shirt year after year, so I'm nice. need to say need to say fit. Yeah, like six years from now, I'm gonna have some recruiters. Your St. Patty's Day Culver Stockton shirt a schmedium. <laughs> What do you want from me? I'm either we're all black or nothing. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's right. I'm not slimming down today. Yeah. Well, man, this is uh, this is this is Cap Chat. We uh, we're on um, the second week. We're on Division Two today. We're joined by uh, by my friend Trent um, down in Florida. He's with Florida Rush and then Eckert College, um, the assistant women's coach there. So he's going to be joining us here shortly, talking about the Division Two soccer. Um, which which is which is just one more level, and the next week we'll dive into Division One. Um, so I got, got some good conversations here, and uh, but but I think before we keep going, I, I mean it's it's without further ado. I tend to think of myself as a one man wolf pack, and my wolf pack grew by one. It's time for Tyler's trends. Thank, I bet thank you, Ruthie. Good. Thank you, Ruthie. Yeah, yeah, Ruthie. She don't she don't miss. You know, we don't we don't mess around with her. She doesn't miss. So, uh, yeah, we, we did have an interesting uh, tease in our promo. Did I get you thinking, Josh? I, I, I couldn't tell if you're just being weird and creepy. Um, or if that was actually, <laughs> So I thought about it for a little bit and I was like, I wonder I, I didn't I didn't want to ask because I wouldn't be surprised. But um, oh, OK, good. So Yeah, I, I don't know if that's actually relating to your, your, your Tyler's trends or is that what just you being weird? It was, it was, it did have a, a direct relation, you know, things that go bump in the night and the weirdness of the evenings. Um, it did have something to do with that, Josh. I wasn't, yeah, I wasn't, mis, I wasn't misleading you on that whatsoever. Um, so here, here's an interesting trend. Um, maybe it's a generational, um, how about I use the term, generational awareness problem okay there's another people out there thinking oh god there's a lot of generally generational awareness problems okay but one of the things you might want to have a grasp on uh a are time zones right b that's a good one b what is or isn't an appropriate time to call or text someone else Okay. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. See, see this? I, I see the trend of, of yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is not a lie, Josh. With since the show ended last Wednesday, um, I have received a call or text at five oh one a.m. and eleven fifty seven p.m. Oh. Uh, Central Standard Time uh, from potential. Um, soccer players at for my institution now, now where now where were they located at um i want to say one was west coast so 
And then the last one was maybe Central Standard Time. I think Texas. But so e- even West Coast at, at 11.57, West Coast is still 10.50 or uh, 9.50. <laughs> pretty, pretty much, yeah. Oh, it, midnight, right. Midnight is 10. Yeah. 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 So and, right. and I'm okay with ten, but you know, like, five, well, and and for me, I'm not I'm not as concerned with the midnight one as much as I am with the five in the morning one. You know, like who's up at five a.m. right, texting people and, and responding to things from the day before? Maybe the maybe the student athlete was going going to sleep at that time. You know, <laughs> this I, is why we got into soccer to not get up at five a.m. <laughs> Right, right. I don't know about some coaches, but I'm not a 5 a.m. kind of practice person. Um, not at, not in my wheelhouse, and most college kids not in their wheelhouse. So, but yeah, I, I, I you know, I'm not going to like lose sleep over it. Uh, yes, I am. Let me take that back. Literally, I am losing sleep. Literally, over it. yeah. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm not going to. Uh, it's not going to to sway me from maybe not recruiting a kid unless it becomes like a weird habit. I guess, and then I then I might be kind of weirded out. Um, but paying attention, I, I guess we have to talk about it because this is the whole point of the segment, right? Uh, paying attention to the 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 school you're looking at, the coach you're talking to, where they live, their time zone. That's important. Um, it's important for a lot of communication, you know, and setting up appointments or meetings or times to talk with somebody in, in the future, of course. But the other important thing is just kind of your awareness of. I think kids, once again, generational awareness. I think kids just send texts like it's no big deal. Right. Right. Like um, everyone will always have their phone on silent. So if you don't hear it, you don't hear it. Um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm not that guy. I don't know if you are the type of person that's, I I most of the time have my phone on like at least vibrate, uh, you know, when I, when I go to sleep, but uh, you know, some people silence it. I'm not that person. I don't want to, if something happens, I want to be available. Uh, you know, I see myself as, as, you know, being in charge of 30, you know, players that are away from their parents and I might have to be the first line of help. So I don't want to be away from my phone. So it's going to be on. Just don't wake me up at five in the morning or, you know, midnight or even later because you're replying to a text that I sent at a, at a normal time. You know, and I don't think that's asking too much as a, as a college coach. No, I don't either. And I think you're right. When, when I was, when I was coaching, I get, I always had my phone on, um, Okay. And now, now I actually have, I, 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 I can, I silence it at night and put on do not disturb, but my top contacts will always ring through. And okay. then, and then if it calls three times in a row, it will then break Somebody. the do not disturb and, and, and it will come in. So, um, you've, you've gone, you've, uh, you've had a deep dive there into your settings. I, yeah, I know. I, I did. I realized <laughs> that like halfway through, I'm like, and no one cares. Um, so, so uh, here's a follow-up question, though. So it, yeah. most people, so I, I, I think that's a great thought process. But now I've had the same thought because I feel better sending an email at 1 a.m. But the problem is mm-hmm. email goes to someone's phone. It's probably going to make the same, same notification. I mean, true? Um, yeah, I'd say I'd say you have a better chance of them not having their email notification set up than an actual text message. So if you're gonna yeah if you're gonna roll the dice go ahead with the email uh, at any time if someone you know because let's be honest we uh, we get I don't have my email notifications on to to ever make a noise right because I get emails throughout the night from people trying to whatever sell me nets um, <laughs> you know so it, and, and they're just you know time to go out at that time so I think you, I think you're okay with email still um, 
Uh, yeah, I don't know why you're sending an email at one in the morning, but maybe that's your your process as a recruit. I don't know. So okay, so so with that same thought process, that do you? Is it better? Because I've done this before. Because I'm like, man, you're right. I'm like, it's two in the morning. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna schedule this in at eight a.m. Like, do you do you see hmm. the time a recruit emails you and and looking and saying why are they up or like, how, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I um, it, it had to be a really strange time, and then I would say, oh, is this person? Am I recruiting an international student? <laughs> um, so, but, but I wouldn't, pa- I wouldn't pass any judgment over an email sent at any time of day as much as I would over a, a text at, you know, 4am or something. That's really strange. So when's a, so for me, if I get a weird text, even at 10, especially I think on, on the girls side of things, if I get mm-hmm. a text at 10, I don't respond to the next day. Even if I'm wide awake, I don't mm-hmm. respond because t- 10 o'clock is my cutoff to respond to yeah. To, to to potential recruits is, is I, I think is, that's okay. I I, I kind of like the the eight to ten time eight to nine fifty nine. You know eight a.m. I, I would even go nine personally. That's just me. You know, kind of like a nine to nine type of thing. Um, I think that's a plenty of time within a day to respond or make a call. Um, now I you know I've been up at ten o'clock or later at night talking to someone on the west coast, right? Because it's eight there and. And that's what time sure. they were. They were, might have been off work, but but that's scheduled. We we maybe uh, agreed to talk at that time. Uh, but I, I I kind of kind of would say if I had to put a rule on it, a, a nine to nine is a great time frame to try to send a text message or or have a phone call to someone else for for recruitment purposes. Okay, well that's good, and and uh, I yeah I I like that. So um, I told you it would be a little different today, and it was right. It was a little. little a little stranger. I do. Stranger, I do. Stranger I, things. I do. I do. I, you know, it's funny. I played that for for my mom, and she goes, "Oh, Tyler's so funny." <laughs> <laughs> so what the heck is he going to talk about? <laughs> she's probably you never know. She's probably have nightmares tonight to that. But. <laughs> <laughs> so well, I mean, since we're talking about time zones, we're we're gonna we're gonna bring on Trent Frederick from from Florida. Um, and he's Eckerd College, and they're in a completely different time zone. Um, sure. Yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bring him on, and I think that the the theme music for for today oh, is St. Patrick's Day. So it really has nothing uh, yes. to do with Trent, um, but <laughs> so we're gonna bring on Trent Frederick. He is with Eckerd College in Petersburg, Florida, Division Two. Trent, Josh, how you how's doing, it going? Man, I'm good. 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 There's your theme music. Like yeah, I don't I know that you. I love this song. Like I just want to go beat someone up. This is this is the best theme music anyone's gotten. I want this as my yeah, theme yeah. music. Yes, but you get Ruthie. That's true. She yeah. she, she, treats, she treats me well. Yeah. Happy St. Patrick's Day, Trent. What time Happy is it for you here in Florida? What is it? Uh, so you you're uh. I'm an nine? hour ahead of you. Yeah, nine fifteen. Ooh, it's late for you, man. Yeah. It's getting it's there. Late. Yeah, I can't, I can't. I can't text Tyler. I know that. <laughs> it's after the nine o'clock time frame. So. You know, it's funny because I text, I emailed Tyler last night, and that's why I had, it was like one a.m. with the with the promo, and he, he didn't did. respond to like two. I was like, oh, was it too late? <laughs> I, now, yes, now, I missed it. Now I'm second. Now I'm second guessing myself on. on I, know, email. I think he, he was judging me the entire time. <laughs> I'm one of those guys that sends an email at five a.m. So I, I I just can't send it to Tyler. I know that. Yeah, hey, I'm, yeah. Okay. Hey, guys, you, Josh. I'm okay with emails at all times. Bring the, bring them to me. 
<laughs> Bring the emails on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well, we are talking about Division Two, uh, and and Trent. So let's we're going to dive right into it. And, and really, what what makes Division Two soccer different or special? You know, I think the best thing for for the student athletes is Division Two offers a good balance, um, whereas you know Division One might be. While academics are always important, um, there's a, there's a higher workload. There's a there's a higher travel, um, especially during the season. In Division Three, it's more academics based. Everything is geared around your class schedule. Um, but with Division Two, there's a good there's a good balance between academics and and the workload that the athletics gives to you. Um, so that. That brings a lot of kids. Um, it brings a lot of interest from kids um, that, you know, have always grown up where the balance has been important within their family and within their schools. Uh, and it just makes the transition a lot easier. Okay. And then, so you talk about the good balance. Um, so I'm going to kind of uh, kind of skip around. And, and But what's, you know, you get the balance. What, what's a kind of rough season, in-season look like? We're just assume we're back in the fall season and COVID has gone away. But um, what, what, what's a season or day kind of look like balancing that? Sure. So in our conference, we have a, a Wednesday and Saturday game, game schedule. So um, just to start from the beginning of the week on Monday, that'll be your, your tougher day. So we train at 6 a.m. Uh, so the kids will probably get up and lift at about 5.15 uh, <laughs> well, are you, yeah. Were you thinking that the entire time? You're like, yeah. oh, I get, don't ask me Woo! about my schedule. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, so you know, at Eckerd, we lift at five uh, fifteen. Um, if if kids have class later in the day, they might be able to lift after training. We start training at six, and we'll go till about eight o'clock. Um, at eight o'clock, if a kid doesn't have practice, we might do more technical stuff or one on ones with with the coaching staff. Um, we, you know, we'll have video and whatnot with, with certain positions. Um, but that's really your, your toughest day during the season. Tuesday is more of a tactical and walkthrough day for us, a lot, a lot lighter. Um, we still do it at 6 o'clock in the morning just to get it out of the way. Um, and then Wednesday is game day. So if, if we're at home, then the, the student athlete has a lot more time to do their homework before they come in for a pregame meal. Um, if we're on the road, then we'll leave and travel. Uh, to get there in time, obviously, for the game and pregame meals and everything. Uh, Thursdays is our regeneration day. So um, they might spend an hour with the coaching staff. We might have yoga. They might be with our speed and conditioning person um, or, or our weights, uh, our strength trainer, um, just regenerating the muscles to get themselves ready to go again. And then Friday is another, you know, walkthrough game prep. And then back on back in the game on Saturday. So, you know, the week goes by really fast. The season goes by really fast because we're, you know, we have a schedule and a good routine. Um, but we also have, like I said, that balance where we get everything done, but we also make sure that the kids are having time for study hall, having time to get their homework done, um, attend class and everything. Yeah, so interesting. You know, one of the things that, and it could be just a misconception, is that all conferences at Division Two only play on Friday, Sunday, and so. But but I'm pretty sure, yeah, like you said, you guys have games that are that are during the week and have a different spread out way through. Is that your conference, or is that just your your team's way of scheduling, or 
you know, can you explain that part a little bit? Yeah, I, you know, I, it is our conference. Our conference plays mm-hmm. Wednesday, Saturday, and I think that is because we play in the Sunshine uh, State Conference, where all of our conference schools are within driving distance of each other. Um, so, you know, we do take away the the Wednesday, um, but then we play on Saturday instead of on Sunday, so that the kids can have that off day on Sunday, and also be prepared for the week ahead of them. Um, because we're not traveling as far as some of the other conferences are. So I do know that a lot of the Division twos play on Friday, Sunday. Uh, but I do think because we're all within such a close distance of each other. I mean, our closest school is 20 minutes down the road. Our furthest is about three and a half hours. You know, so yeah. it's yeah, it's all good. within driving distance of each other. So those Wednesday games were back by, you know, 1230, um, one o'clock in the morning. And the kids are up ready to go to school. So, yeah, we 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 were Friday, Sunday. So for every Friday at at uh, at five, Sunday at, at noon. And as I say this out loud, that that I I think the the the, the Wednesday Saturday. I mean, you got one extra day of of recovery. Mm-hmm. Um, now, devil's advocate. So I mean, so then if you play on on Wednesday. Thursday, as you said, what do you call a rejuvenation? I mean, that sounds like that sounds fancy, man. Yeah. Um, um, so we call it a recovery day, but so yeah. so Thursday's your rejuvenation day, and then Friday you you got to go decently light again because you play. Yeah, but right, anyway, so, okay. On Saturday, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so you, you know, a lot of do our, you guys stay overnight. Our, Sorry. Um, no, generally we don't stay in hotels during the season. Um, okay. You know, unless only during non-conference could we would we stay overnight. Uh, okay. But since we're within driving distance within our conferences and our conference games, we can come back home and the kids can stay in their own beds. And you know, especially on on a Sunday, wake up and and have that day to. You know, we're lucky that they can drive five minutes down the road and go to the beach on Sunday or you know, spend time with their family if their family's in town. So. <laughs> I drive five minutes and I see more houses. Yeah. Hey, Josh, we can drive five minutes to the beach, but it's the Mississippi River. Yeah. Oh, that's true. That is, that is true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not as exotic. <laughs> yeah, exotic's the word. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, do you guys? I mean, that's a nice budget help too. I'm just th- like I'm thinking back to my days. That, that's a nice budget help when you guys don't stay overnight. I mean, my goodness mm-hmm. gracious. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. So. So how much time are you guys for, for you guys? And I know it's different for every school, but you talk, you know, you talk about the balance in NCAA division two is, you know, it, they do focus on the balance, but how much time are you guys, do you guys require study hall hours or how does that look for you? We do. It's, um, so our freshmen are required um, about, let's say eight hours average. Um, it really, and then it, it just depends on how they do in classes and their GPAs. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, you know, we, we definitely make sure if they're struggling, we, we make sure that they're in study hall a bit more. Um, we give them tutors, you know, we, we have all, all the same resources that, you know, the, the division ones may have. Um, but, you know, we also gear it towards how well they do. We, we trust our student athletes and, and that's a big part of our recruiting process as well is, is making sure that we're bringing in quality students first um, that, that can handle the workload of a private Division II institution. Do you, do you find 
So, and, and this is this is a tough blanket statement, but are you finding that, like, in, maybe you just look at the Sunshine Conference, are, are most schools private, or is it kind of a mix of private and public? Yeah, most of our institutions in the Sunshine Conference are private. Um, okay. we, we do have a couple public, but most of them are, are private within our own conference. So, academically, um, uh, Division II, um, for the most part, I think for the most part, are you guys, you can stack scholarships. Is that true? Correct. That is correct. Yes. So kind of walk us through that and kind of, what, what is that? What is that kind of, what, what could that look like? You don't have to use exact figures, but what does that look like when you, when you stack scholarships? Sure. So, you know, at Eckerd, we, we have, we also have grants, um, which helps us a lot within our own school. Um, so, you know, if, if a kid comes in with, let's say a 3.8, you know, most likely they're going to be able to get somewhere around $20,000 automatically um, to be able to come into school. Now, our school a year does cost $62,000, but we can put, you know, give you athletic money on top of that. Then, Then your GPA and your academics will give you more money on top of that so that at the end of the day, you know, a kid could walk away and say, oh, I'm getting my full tuition paid for. Um, and the only partial of that is coming from your athletic scholarship. So which helps us be able to bring in more quality players as well. So I think, in, in a, in a, and I'm, Tyler, you may run into this as well, but you have this, this you know, they see this grand number of, of $60,000, $60, but realistically that I hate to say that's a made up number, but I don't, I mean, most athletes don't pay the full amount. I mean, so, Correct. uh, yeah. So, I mean, and I, I have to imagine that that's a tough battle. Cause when you, I wonder how many students and you, I mean, obviously you probably know better than I do, but how many students look at it and go $60,000, I'm moving on. We're like, wait a second. Like let, let's give us a second. Let's move past that big number and, mm-hmm. and let's see what we're going to pay out of pocket. Is that do you, do, oh, both you guys, that's a question for both you guys. Do you, are you, do you guys find that a lot that, we, we got to focus on what the out of pocket is. Don't, don't worry about the initial number. Yeah, you know, we we actually we try to I talk about that exactly. We try to break it down into this is what you'll be paying out of your own pocket um, instead of talking about that big number. But you know, we still do have players that will will not come to us and go to another institution and actually pay more out of pocket because. They think that mm-hmm. oh we're we're getting a better offer here or we're getting more money a- athletically from this institution, but they might be paying fifteen thousand instead of where coming to us they might pay ten. So you know you do bring up a good point. It's definitely something that we spend a lot of time on with our recruits, especially once we get them onto campus. We sit them down and and literally walk them through what's coming out of pocket. Um, or, you know, where they're getting their money from, how we can help them get closer to that number and, and don't spend as much time on the 62,000, of course. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's pretty common. I think, yeah, sometimes, and if, you know, and I, I guess it's okay if you're scared away by the the big final number, you know, then, then, then that's going to happen sometimes you you might lose a kid here and there, but you know, I think what what they're doing at your college is the right thing, and just making sure everything is explained um, and, and, and thought out. And like Josh said, I know you guys 
you know, pay a big attention with the club, just making sure that you try to figure out out of pocket and, and not looking at those, those big final numbers as, as the only indicator of where, whether I'm going to go to a college or not. Right. And, you know, it always goes back to what's the right fit. And if that's what the kid is and the family is set on is, is that final number um, or, or what the scholarship that they're getting from athletics is about, then maybe, maybe our institution isn't the right fit for them. Um, and that's okay. And, you know, we can move on and, and start recruiting elsewhere. So, yeah. But I, I, I do, I do think one of the things that makes division two kind of special is the ability to stack. And like you said, you can, uh, it always tell with every, any kid we ever talked to, like, grades is where you're going to make your money. Like Correct. your skill only gets you so far. Your skill gets you noticed, but the grades is where you're going to make all your money and, and being able to um, get acad- academic money, like you said, helps everything. And that's where you're going to make most of your money, regardless of where you go. The academics, that piece is, and when you can stack, it makes life, make, it makes you way more uh, recruitable when, when, when you have a good GPA and even standardized tests, SAT, ACT, that, that it makes you way more valuable and just stand out from everyone else. Just as simple as having good grades. Uh, absolutely. You know, and, and at the end of the day, only a small percentage of kids are going to go on to play professional. Um, so, so your academics is, is definitely important and it's going to make you money at going into college. You're going to get, you know, money to go to school, but, it's where your money's going to come from the rest of your life. So it's a good habit, definitely, to you know make sure that you've got good grades in high school and you know when when you're under mom and dad's roof and being taken care of and being able to to get those good habits because it, it leads you on to a successful future. How many hours per week uh, in season are you do you are you guys allowed? I guess let's talk, I can do both. So in in season, out of season, what what are your athletic um, hours requirements, do you know? Um, you know, in this, unfortunately, I haven't had an in-season season yet. Uh, <laughs> this is my first year at Eckerd, so uh, it's really hard to say. I know that our head coach keeps it at a minimum, um, but this spring we're at 20 hours with our kids. Um, we're not playing a spring season so I know that we are in a competition model, though. So I would yeah. say 20, 20 hours is about the max that we would probably ever be around our kids. And, w- and what that means is, is 20 hours of, of athletic contact. So um, you, either, you know, if you can do a strength and conditioning coach, head coach is not there. That does not count. But you have 20 right. hours of athletic contact, which – doesn't seem like you know, like oh that's a lot that's not that much time when you add it up and, and um, athletic contact is, is even film session counts as athletic contact so correct um, but it yeah. is a part time job I mean in, in the work in the workforce twenty hours is part time you know so um, it doesn't seem like a lot but it does take up you know a good portion of your week as, as yeah. you go through it, so well and as as it should I mean it yeah. it is kind of a, it is kind of a job and, yep oh absolutely. Um, you know, so and then out of season depends. You know, there's the off season, which you're allowed eight hours. Um, yeah. um, and there's a moment, there's there's some time when you're at you're allowed two hours of athletic contact a week, and then in the summer you're allowed zero. Correct. So once you once you leave, and this is uh, to me. Sorry if you're listening to NCAA, but this is a flaw in the NCAA system that that once once you leave in the in the spring, and spring season over, you can have no more athletic contact with your players. Meaning you can you can sit at home watch Netflix 
and, and not fit into your your St. Patty's Day shirt. Come back <laughs> three month three months later, twenty five pounds overweight and unfit, and there's nothing that a coach can can ask you about during the summer. I think that's a massive flaw. But that's right. a topic for a different day. Yeah, but I but and I and I bring it up because I do think that's important for players to know because it you, you gotta be you gotta be able to keep yourself. Um, you know, moving there. So yeah, it just goes back to to the recruiting phase. You know, obviously is is bringing in kids that you can trust and and know their accountability and and you know building relationships with with clubs that you know will take care of your kids when they're back home. Yeah, um, is major. So oh, that's a good point about the club. Yeah. Um... What so what what's a big misconception about Division Two that you that you fight when you're at recruiting, um, or people? What's one of the big misconceptions you have? You know, it it always goes back to we're not D one and and we're not competitive enough, and um, you know that that we don't get the best players. Uh, I think is probably the biggest misconceptions with Division Two. Um, I know I know a lot of Division Two programs that that could compete with almost every division one program in the country. I mean, Grand Valley state, you know, could could probably compete with many teams outside of the top 10 of division one. You know, we, in the spring, you know, even at Eckerd, we, we play division one schools in, in Florida and we compete and and stay into the game. Um, You know, sometimes we win, uh, you know, but, you know, we also bring in internationals that, that may not qualify to be Division One athletes, um, and, and you could be playing against kids that have full-time national team status. You know, we have three kids on our roster right now with with international uh, status. So, you know, we're Division Two is is definitely a competitive brand, um, and you know, the biggest misconception is everybody wants to be D one. Um, and, and I think it just goes back to student athletes or potential student athletes finding the right fit for themselves. And, and if, if you're, if you can understand that why D2 is important and, and the balance that you'll get with being at D2, then, you know, you, this could be the right fit for you as well. Okay. Very, very good. Now I always like to ask this question. We ask it every week. And and do, do you think by the fall, that we're gonna look, we're gonna be back to normal. Do you think? Do you think by the fall, like this? How how how's that looking? What kind of rumors have you heard? Yeah, I do. You know, I, um, obviously the the D one recruiting dead period getting extended is kind of shocking to that it went back to the end of May. But you know, our yeah. athletic department, our athletic director has told us to put together our our normal fall season. Um, you know, we're fortunate enough to where we don't actually have to travel outside of the state of Florida, um, in order to get good competition. So, you know, in, in the fall, our, our schedule is going to look a bit different. We're going to stay in the state of Florida. Um, but I do know a lot of, of schools in our area that are going to travel, you know, to Texas or Georgia or North Carolina to play their fall season. So I really do think we're going to be back to normal. Um, I think, I think. Schools will be open again. Um, I know I'm in a state where everything's been open for several months now, but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I really think that, you know, especially with, with the vaccines or whatever, that 
if people want to get the vaccine, they'll be able to, and, and everybody will be able to make their own choice. And hopefully we'll be all back to normal and, and uh, we can get back on the field and, and compete for a national championship. So. Very good. Uh, before we kind of wrap up, Tyler, what, what else you got, man? I'm not, I'm just, I, I'm always just like listening trying to take some notes and making sure I can learn everything. Trent did a great job. You know, I think, uh, um, you know, I'm excited to kind of see where your team goes. So, so uh, was it a, so you guys are not playing this spring? Correct. Yeah. Was that so, a college decision or? Um, so our conference allowed us to play if we wanted to. Um, but our, our president and athletic director decided that um, we would just stay out of it um, because mm-hmm. there wasn't going to be a conference championship anyways decided. Right. So, right. you know, to cut back on the budget and, and mm-hmm. be able to save some money. And, you know, it's it, it's been a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know, we got to find a way to keep these kids happy and keep them out of trouble, I guess. But at the same time, <laughs> it's a lot of allowed us more time to, to spend on our recruiting trail and, and go after some kids that, you know, maybe, maybe we wouldn't have had a chance at a couple of years ago. Um, and we've, we've picked up some, some good recruits to build some good, uh, to build a good recruiting class for 2021. And our 2022 recruiting class is already starting to, to come to a good position that we want it to be at. And, and we're able to move on to 2023s as well. So, you know, maybe where we wouldn't have been there if, if COVID didn't hit in our recruiting phase. You know, now now we've had a chance to get a jump start on on some of this, the kids that, you know, just want to make sure that they have a good home to go to. Awesome. Hey, I, I, I got two final questions, but one one kind of a follow-up here, and this may turn into a, a discussion, but um, do you guys think, this is for both of you uh, as current college coaches, do, do you – think that the division one dead period that has been now extended for it would be six months longer than everyone else. Do you think we're going to see, obviously that's I think an advantage for, for all the other divisions, but do you think we're going to see an, a rise in division two, division three and AI soccer because of that dead period shutdown? Go ahead, Trent. You know, I I do. I, I do um you know, we've we've picked up probably three recruits that definitely should probably be playing at the division one level. Um and you know, I I can only imagine that other schools are probably getting the same commitments um from their kids. Um you know I think in a lot of that has to do with the kids have an opportunity to stay extra years. And, um, you know, from my position within Florida rush as well, I've talked to a lot of division one coaches that, you know, just don't know what kind of money they have to offer some of these kids. And, um, some of the other divisions or the institutions in the other divisions can, can come and, and give them, you know, significant offers. I mean, we, you know, I think we also are blessed that we don't have graduate studies. So we're not in the position to where our kids can stay longer than the four years unless they're going to go get minors. And so, you know, our seniors are graduating. Um, 
they're, you know, they can transfer and go to another institution where they could maybe play and work towards their graduate studies. But, you know, that, that isn't within our institution. So we're able to, to give the money that we offer to our 21s and know what our next couple years of recruiting budget looks like. Um, and I think that's, you know, I think that's a big plus for us as well. Those three players, and Tyler, I'll let you answer in a second, but those three players, Trent, that you got, are, are you, are, do you, do you think it's directly because like they just wanted to, to, to commit to a place? Do you think you got them directly because of the dead period for, for division one? Um, yeah, I know at least one, if not two of them is directly related to, they just didn't know what was going to be offered or available, yeah. I guess is a better way to put it um, at those division sure. one schools when, when it was their time to graduate. Interesting. Tyler, yeah, that, man, I, think yeah, there, I think there is like a little trickle down too. You know, I, I talked our 2021s have been done since October, you know, and we talked to a player today um, that was, was pretty good and said they went to another, they went and visited another college and the college said, we really like it. We just, honestly, we, we spent more money than we thought we were going to. And we don't, we don't have any left. We'd still want you. And, you know, so the player passed and then that's how they got in, in touch with us. And, so that there might be you know, a little trickle down effect, um, but I think right now there there's a lot of um, I think conferences even in general and like the D two and, and NAIA and D three level that are really uh, taking big leaps as far as the quality of soccer goes, and that's one thing I've definitely noticed regardless of the dead period this time around um, mm-hmm. in the last couple of years. So the fact that those conferences could get you know. Uh, better and stronger is, is is very interesting for for the landscape of, of all divisions across the United States. For sure. Yeah, that's yeah, and that was like I said, off topic, but I think it it, it is just it's such an interesting, you know, this past year and a half has been such a crazy landscape that we're trying to navigate through. And um, I, I'll tell you this: I, if I was, I, I very lucky, I'm very happy. I'm not not a Division One coach right now. I mean, I can't I can't imagine. <laughs> You know, we're gonna dive in. We're gonna dive into that next week and, and yeah. see and listen to all their pains. And then, um, but my goodness gracious, what a what a what a year! So, yeah. well, I, I could sit here and talk soccer for for hours and hours and hours. And, and I would like to tell how I met Trent and um, Trent. Oh, goodness, here we go. <laughs> yeah. So we. Uh, I, I'm gonna back up. So I'll, I'm gonna, I'll make fun of myself first, and I'll, I'll pick on Trent. The very first time I went to Colorado, so I was hired about two and a half years ago, and went up there with my boss to Colorado, and I was pretty fit there. I'm not quite as chubby as I was now. I could still fit into my 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 green shirt, but um, so he picks me at the airport. And we we go to bike riding up in the mountains. I'm like, yes, I make it like three minutes, and I am like the the air altitude got to me. I was so embarrassed for myself. So so fast forward about a year later, we we go up to to. And we're going bike ride. Now we're going like mountain bike ride. And, and Trent is Trent went from literally the lowest place in the United States to one of the highest points in the United States. And he is struggling. And I, I felt I, I felt his pain because I was there a year ago. And now he ended up like puking all over himself. <laughs> I had to I had to walk him back down the hill. But that was my introduction to Trent. And 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 I have felt a uh, a connection to Trent ever since because I, I I really thought I, Trent I really felt like I took care of you that day. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I probably wouldn't have made it that day without you, Josh. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> no one no no one's ever said that, Trent. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, not I, not yeah. even my kids. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah. that, so that was my introduction to Trent, and we've had this connection ever since because I I felt your pain. Everyone, everyone else would have left you for dead for the Coyotes. And yeah, and, you're, 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 Coyotes. I, I grew I grew up in Kansas and spent tons of time in Colorado and never never had that problem. But since I moved to Florida, trying to go trying to go mountain bike riding the second. <laughs> Second day you're in Colorado just was not the right opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> story, All right, everybody. Yeah, that's how, that's how we met. So, all right, everybody. This is, uh, I'm going to end on this and uh, we're going on 46 minutes. Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. This has been Cap Chat Division 2 with Trent Frederick from Eckerd College in Florida. Tyler Tomlinson is always with the Tyler's Trends. It has been a good time. Next week, we're going to dive into the Division 1. Soccer Cap Chat Live, everyone. Thank you so much, and happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks for listening to Cap Chat, the number one soccer recruitment podcast in the United States. Be sure to check back every two weeks for new episodes of Cap Chat, exclusively on the Rush Podcast Network. My name is Josh Tyler, and this is Cap Chat. 